Welcome to the Inclusive Education Project. I'm Vicki Brett. I'm Amanda Salohi. We're two civil rights lawyers on a mission to change the conversation about education, civil rights, and modern activism. Each week, we're going to explore new topics which are going to educate and empower others and give them a platform to enact change in education and level the playing field. We're back for a little bonus segment this week. This is just a special little mini show to kind of give you guys an update for the summer. Yeah, we're taking a break. We've been going, going, going the past two years. And although we love it and we could keep going, I think during this time, this pandemic time, we just need to like self-charge, get the creativity going. It's been really, you'll hear Baby Shark in the background because Blair's here. Amanda and I are appropriately six feet away from each other, but this is the first time we're seeing each other to record in like forever. So that's, fun but also it's just been draining so like we yeah. just need to take a break we'll Plus, be back in september yeah there's with so new much up in the air yeah. with the pandemic and with schools and you know we've been trying to keep you guys all up to date on you know what the federal and state department of eds and the school districts are kind of doing and right now we're in this gray area for the next two months where we just don't know yet and i don't think most school districts know and what we're hearing from the County Department of Ed is we probably won't know until July, August, kind of what, oh, Blair, you're too funny, you know, what these school districts are going to be doing for the fall. So we're going to take this time to kind of gather as much information as we can about the start of the school year. And we'll be back with fresh new episodes in the fall so that you can kind of get an idea of, you know, what you should be looking for, what you should be asking for, for the start of the school year. Exactly. And I think that, you know, from what we've seen the past couple of months, just representing our families and trying to do the best that we can, we, you know, we attended a lot of Zoom IEP meetings and really tried to, you know, the expectation was obviously lower. Like, you know, everybody was just trying to figure things out. But as we get ready and prepare for the fall, obviously we're, we still have a lot that we are doing. We're filing cases, administrative law. The Office of Administrative Hearings is still conducting virtual hearings. They went really quickly to that model. But, you know, we have to take a break and kind of figure out what it is that we need to do to prepare our clients. And so, although we love doing the podcast all the time, we just, we got to be able to focus in on that. So we will be updating you through social media about any other changes that occur. Obviously, you know, there's already been one that we know of confirmed that's already been provided to the parents school district in Orange County that has given their fall options. Option one, your kid is either in group one or group two. Group one goes Monday, Wednesday. Group two goes Tuesday, Thursday. Every day that you don't go in person to school, it is a virtual kind of distant learning model. Fridays, everybody's distant learning. That's to try to ensure appropriate six feet distancing and cleaning procedures. And that's option one. Option two is you are just enrolling in virtual school period. So we're assuming that that is going to be the model for most Orange County schools. We don't know. We yeah, just have one confirmed district. To see how that goes. Cause I was talking to a teacher in a different district 
the other day who told me that they kind of were given their plan. It hasn't gone out to the family or I maybe it went out to the family right away too, but it was a similar model in that the students were going to be grouped in cohorts. So if the class has 30 kids, it'll be 15 and 15. And, you know, cohort A is going to go Monday and Wednesday. The other one's going to go Tuesday, Thursday. And then Friday is all of them are virtual. However, you would think, okay, the kid is doing virtual learning if they're at home. If they're in class, they're in class. Apparently, with this school district, both the kids that are in the classroom and the virtual kids are all still listening to the same lecture. So this teacher is now obligated to pay attention to the 15 kids in her classroom and be on a Zoom and pay attention and make sure the kids are attending, which we were talking about. And I said, how is that even possible? I have no idea. So... I mean, at least it's nice that like the other district, the option too, is just like if you're in a, because there's a lot of virtual schools that already exist and academies that already exist. And to me, it made sense like you're separating the kids, you know, in that sense, because that model that you just described, that's so hard on our teachers and they're already. I don't know how you can make sure that all 30 are attending when half of them are on a screen, because if the teacher's walking around the classroom trying to help a particular student, they're not necessarily going to be where they have to like bring the screen with them. I think it's going to be very challenging. And of course, I mean, everything I'm hearing like from the county is that these school districts are putting out initial plans, but these are just initial. Like, oh, it could still, we could completely like, be in lockdown and your kids are not returning. I've heard in mediations that kids aren't returning until October based on budget yeah. constraints. I mean, there's space constraints. People are like, how are you going to keep kindergartners, you know, five-year-olds away from each other. Like there are a lot of concerns and I don't think anybody is ever going to be happy with whatever happens, but at least we know that they're trying and they're not just pulling things out of nowhere. You know, a lot of some of the personnel that we've dealt with just in terms of mediations and IEPs, they're, you know, going to the CDE. They're looking at the Orange County right. Department of Education. They're going to trainings. They're, they're going to trainings. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so. I, mean, I think the, the biggest thing for you all to consider as you're starting the school year, whether or not your child has an IEP or not, when we're looking at, you know, has the school district acted appropriately? Have they done what they should be doing? We know that no program, no plan is going to be perfect. So we're looking more at reasonableness and the effort that's being put in place. So is the school making an effort to try to make your program individualized? Are they making an effort to listen to your concerns, listen to the hurdles and the challenges you're facing with access? Or are they just saying, this is all we can provide? Because I think that's going to be the distinction about whether or not. So like the Federal Department of Education and California has come out and said that there is an entitlement to compensatory services in the fall if the student has regressed, has not made progress on their IEP goals, or they have not been provided access. And so I think the determination about, you know, how do we know if the student regressed or didn't make progress or if it was reasonable access, I think it's going to come down to an individual basis. So looking really at 
is the team at the school, are they trying? Are they doing everything in their arsenal? Are they looking for solutions or are they just ignoring you? And there's a spectrum. It, there's always been a spectrum. You see on your social media, the teachers that were coming up to the porches of some of the children to teach them with their whiteboards. And then you have some teachers, like I experienced that, you know, are saying that they won't provide specialized academic instruction. Here's a Google time that you can come and ask me questions. But... <laughs> It's like you could Some still are even providing instruction, which I find just crazy because the teacher is supposed to be working the same eight hours or so that they would be in the classroom. You know, most of the teachers that I see are splitting their time. They might have, you know, a couple of days a week where they're having like a group lesson where all the kids are expected to come in. Oh, I've seen plenty of people doing it. Right. right for sure. Right. It's and then just right. there's always going to be that but spectrum. There's time. Like you say, oh, well, there's not. And I've heard this from teachers. There's not enough time for me to go in and do an individual for with each of my students. Well, you have eight hours a day, five days a week. You schedule a 30-minute session for each student a week. That's the bare minimum. There's enough time for that. There's certainly enough time for more because there's teachers doing a lot more. And, of course, as always, we have teachers that go above and beyond the expectations. But, you know, we're looking at that reasonableness. Are they trying? Are they looking at your child's individual needs? And we're not ignoring that a lot of teachers have children at home and then that's feasibly not possible. That's not what we're saying at all. What we're saying is that there are aids and there are support systems that could help, right? So that, you know, there's two teachers tag teaming, you know, whatever it is. You know, whatever happened these last three months, they already happened. It's done. I think we can learn from it. I'm not saying like, oh, okay, it is what it is. Obviously, Amanda was talking about, you know, the compensatory education that should be entitled to some of the children that regret and did not make appropriate progress. But I think that we can all learn a lot from these last couple of months. I think a lot of schools that we were talking about this the other day that took like an extended spring break, it was like two weeks, we're doing this virtual, they took a spring break and then they came back and they were so much more well-organized. Right. They learned well, they so much. they took the time mm-hmm. to figure it out. And I've seen some schools that changed midway through, like they sent surveys to families and were like, hey, how are things going? But at the end of the day, when we come to the start of the school, year come August or September whenever your school goes back into session it's now been a good amount of time I mean we started this in March so from March to August there's really no excuse for schools at that point to have figured it out at least trying different things if they are proposing the same virtual instruction they've been doing since March that's not appropriate because we know the the busy work right like these parents don't need busy work they need somebody that's able to kind of in a virtual format in different ways videos all that stuff to be able to try and provide some sort of education for our kids I know our teachers will meet our kids where they're at but we're trying to stop the bleeding we don't want them to bleed out many of these kids are already behind before the pandemic. This is going to make things exponentially worse if we don't try to fix it where we are And that's what Amanda and I were trying to do these last couple months, and it was uncharted territory for sure. But I think that moving forward, we're going to kind of have our creative juices go towards how we can better service during this time and get everybody on the same page. Because I mean, even though it's virtual, and I appreciate that I can see people, there's something lost when you're not in person. And we know that that's how it's going to be for a while. And so that's why we wanted to give this extra little special episode to say goodbye for now. If there's There's one piece of advice um, that we can give you is when the school year starts, no matter what program 
your school has implemented, if there's one thing you can at least do is ask for an IEP meeting, have that conversation. Whether or not a new plan gets put into place or changes happen to that IEP, you're having that conversation with the school. You're expressing your concerns about either what's being offered or what's not. And Prepare to come to the table with some suggestions because just like everything with this pandemic, these teachers haven't been through this before. So, And guess what? You've been a teacher the last couple yeah. of months. So you so have every right you to give know suggestions. exactly what will work with your child and what hasn't. And don't get us wrong. There's like a small percentage of our clients that have really flourished during this time. They can go at their own pace. They're not worried about what their friends in the classroom are doing. And that's great. But that's a very, very small percentage of kiddos. But, you know, you now more than ever are are that equal participant, right, of that team. So I think everybody, one thing that this pandemic has done is kind of forced everybody to be in the same boat, which is like never happened, right? So we are trying to yeah, just take advantage of that, you know, or try to find the silver lining. But anyway, we hope you enjoyed this little mini bonus episode. We will be back with new episodes in September. And like we said, you know, you can go to our website, inclusiveeducationproject.org or catch us on Instagram same handle or Facebook. I mean, our Facebook group, obviously, will probably be on that a little bit more over the summer to and, see how we can all, answer everyone questions. Everyone that's part of that Facebook group is still chatting away. So feel free to go on there. And if you found a solution that seems to be working or you have ideas, you want to share them, feel free to go on there and we'll jump on now and then kind of give our feedback. If anything pops up, like Vicki said, in terms of, you know, new regulations, new changes mandates something yeah we'll be posting on our social media and the facebook group so take a look there for any updates between now and september and we'll talk to you then enjoy the summer bye bye